it was really really hard i feel like it was always him trying to push me into being like a man and like playing all these sports and doing all these things so i could definitely feel like i was a disappointment And this is Noche de Pendejadas, your favorite talk show turn podcast, en donde yo traigo a tus influencers favoritos para chismear y posiblemente sacarle sus trapitos al sol. Please help me welcome tonight's guest, the baddest perra, Louis. Hello, amigo, Dude, I'm so excited. I am so excited. You know what's so crazy? Like, Amen. you're one of those people that people are always commenting, like, bring Aww. Louie, bring Louie, uh -huh. bring Louie. Y no te voy a mentir, wey. Like, every yeah. single time I see a comment, I'm like, oh my God, he's already been on the podcast. You yeah. know, like, ya lo traje, ya lo traje. ¿Qué uh -huh. más quieren que haga? But <laughs> I won't lie. Like, a couple, maybe like a week ago, mm -hmm. um, before I texted you, like, hey, sí. do you want to be on the podcast? Me acuerdo that I went back to, like, our old episode, uh -huh. and I realized that that was filmed in 2020 yes bitch. no i literally looked at like, that and i was like what the fuck at least like 2021 we literally filmed that in october and mm. it was only 20 minutes long so <laughs> la gente ni te conoció pa nada, no, wait, right now that you told me it was 20 minutes long i was like there's no way it was 20 minutes i literally went back you know 20? what's crazy when you when we're talking about what to talk about yo me acuerdo que i went back and i was like mm -hmm. de que hablamos de que no hablamos pa que no se repitiera la historia sí. and we kind of didn't get to meet you too much yeah. on that podcast. Siento que también el podcast ha cambiado mucho de lo yes. que era cuando empezó. So mm. I'm so excited to have you back. Antes de que empecemos con el chisme, I want to catch up. ¿Cómo has yeah. estado, amigo? I feel like I haven't seen you in so long. Te miré hace poco en New York. Cuéntanos yes. un poquito de cómo has estado tú. For this new year, one thing that I really told myself is that I want to travel more, which is why okay. I literally started off the year going to New York. Porque I'm kind of used to like staying at home all the time or like staying here not really like i don't know i've always been scared to travel yeah. for some reason so this year like one of my goals for myself was just to travel more get out of my house more so i kicked off the year going to new york which was cute and other than that i've just been busy trying to finish unpacking since I moved. I know, I saw. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Acabas de comprar tu casa, which sí. congratulations. Thank you. Siento como que the moving is, is like just as stressful as in oh like finding God. the right home. Yes, literally the same. Luego, people will come to my house and they're like, no puedes acabar de desempacar? And you're like, wait, I stava in New York. Like, yeah, no, literally, wait, I was you like, went to New York alone? No, oh, I went okay, with okay, okay. a little special someone. Because I did see your stories. I was like, oh my God, yo nunca, wey. Yeah, like, yo yeah. me a la esquina salgo solo. Ah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, yo no está New York? Literally, I was like, ah, he's so bold. Ah, he's so no, brave. There was people who literally were like, bitch, you went by yourself? And I was like, I see, I me voy a ver solito. No, like, at first I, even, I like, literally thought, house. I was like, oh my God, Louis is so brave. Ah, <laughs> I'm like, I look up Bitch. to him. Because ah, I could never, bitch. Yeah, Yo ni la esquina. No, no sé por qué me da ansiedad salir yeah. a la puta calle solo. Mm -hmm. But I'm so happy que te la pasaste bien y yes. que tengas esa meta este año to like go out more. Yes. Because I feel like a veces nos encerramos mucho en casa mm -hmm. to where it's like, no way. Hay todo un pinche mundo yes, que disfrutar. And I yeah. feel like New York is one of those places that is like, it's so beautiful. It's beautiful. I There's love so New York. I've been, I think like, Maybe unas cuatro o cinco veces. Actually, oh, fun fact, Danny actually wanted us to move to New York oh, at one babe. point. But I'm like, no. Ah, yeah, no, it's I feel expensive. like it's not only that, but it's a city, bitch. Yeah. Like, it's a whole different, I mean, especially from where we live, aquí, 
Oh my god, it's I'm like, like I rancho. That's one of the things too. And one thing about New York, I mean, si ustedes nunca mm. han ido, déjales digo una cosa. The space there is so small yes. and so expensive. So, especially if you want to live like in la ciudad, in a ciudad, mm -hmm. te dan un pinche lugarcito del tamaño de un baño y te cobran como dos mil tres dollars. Yes, literally. It's Sometimes literally not even crazy. like a bedroom. It's like your kitchen is your bedroom. Have and... you ever gotten a hotel? You're like, no, I just get sweets. Ah! <laughs> I remember the first time I went, dude. Like, sí. I remember it was like a two thousand dollar hotel <gasps> y me dieron un pinche cuadrito way like up. right off of fifth avenue yeah, yeah. and i was like no mames like it really is oh, expensive out here yeah i feel like it's just more expensive so mejor nos quedamos aquí en california yeah. ah! your little casita and everything we're all Literally. comfortable out here and it's almost sí. the same price as you would get a, an apartment over there this is bigger than we would get over there for the I'm same like, price <laughs> Ya que we did a little catching up, yo quiero empezar con el chisme. Yo te quiero conocer un poquito más. Obviamente tú y yo ya tenemos años de conocernos. Mm -hmm. We came up around the same yes. time. You know, tenemos una historia, pero siento como que nunca puedes dejar de conocer a una persona. So mm -hmm. today when I thought about bringing you back, I was like, I want to get to know more of Louis yes. before he became the baddest perra. A little bit more of Louis uh -huh. antes de que yo lo conocí. So por eso te traigo aquí y voy a empezar con la primera pregunta mm. que le pregunto a todos how was louis growing up como fue tu infancia amigo well i have two sisters so growing up i had a lot of fun with both of my hermanas i feel like i was kind of exposed to like that creativity through my hermana yoatsi because she was like okay. a little bit older so she kind of got me into like drawing and she got me into like just like a bunch of stuff that she was doing i feel like i like looked up to yoatsi and then with my little sister i feel like she was the one that i would like play with okay. so i feel like i had that good balance of like creativity someone to look up to when it came to yoatsi and then with my little sister it was like somebody to play with because we were a little bit closer in age and we were kind of both like into the same thing So I did a lot of that with my siblings. Me la pasaba jugando afuera con mis amiguitos. I've always loved being outside and like playing, being active. Like I've always had so much fucking energy. Que my mom would be like, no, vete para allá afuera a jugar un ratito, vámonos. Quítate de aquí. Ah, yes, salte de la casa. Ah, like, like, She's like, quédate afuera. <laughs> no, but I just had so much energy. And I feel like that's why I was always looking for shit to do. And I feel like it was a way for me to like find a way to put my energy out whether yeah. it was like drawing or it was like playing outside or making little dances with my amiguitas like just anything that would help me like get that energy out but yeah it was basically my childhood it was like me and my sisters um i was really close well my whole family's always been like pretty close obviamente i feel like a lot of people know that you're from watsonville yes. pero para gente que no pues aquí se están enterando how was it like growing up in such a small town because mm. i didn't know of watsonville hasta que yeah. te conocí a ti yes. and i feel like a lot of people that don't know of watsonville uh -huh. probably heard it for the first time cuando yeah. empezaron verte a ti yeah i actually get really shocked when i tell people like oh watsonville they're like oh watsonville like i've driven by there like I've never been to Watson yeah, yeah. but driven by but most of the people are always like where is that what is that Me? like where the hell but Watsonville is really I, I always like to say San Francisco because a lot of people know where San Francisco is it's about like an hour and 20 minutes from San Francisco um, if you know Santa Cruz we're literally like 30 minutes from Santa Cruz um, I loved growing up in Watsonville because it was a small little city and even now I love small cities and I think it's because I grew up in a yeah, small yeah. city and I feel like Like a lot of people are like oh like i grew up in a small city i want a big city but no like i feel like living in a big city is like too crazy for me and um although i loved watsonville for 
the small city, the scenery, I had the beach super close to me. There was just beautiful overall but i didn't love the people that i grew up with and not everybody in watsonville like absolutely not there's a lot of people who i love and i still connect to and keep in touch with from watsonville but i think um it was such a closed-minded city i feel growing up i wasn't really exposed to like other people that were like me like gay or were playing with makeup but i see that even in I didn't think, I didn't know what a drag queen was up until high school. It wasn't until I had a gay friend in high school that took me to like a little like drag show. And I was so shocked. Like, I didn't know what it was or like, I was just, the whole thing was like shock for me. Like, yes, that's getting so on. Yes, I was like, I want to do what they're doing. <laughs> but everything was just so new to me because I was always, I mean, even from when I was little, I was always bullied for being gay. And I was being called out for being gay before even I knew I was gay. And I think it was also that there was always so many people like bashing me for it or like criticizing the way that I talked or the way that I, if I play with dolls or whatever I was doing that I threw that thought of like who I am as a person so far back. Yeah. into my head like literally i was just like no like i like girls like i literally convinced myself to think that i was somebody that i wasn't and that's something that i kind of want to touch on porque mm -hmm. de lo que yo say you had girlfriends right yes how was yeah. that obviamente you know you knew mm -hmm. that well i mean at the time did you ever catch like feelings for these girls Te estoy preguntando porque yo también at my time yo también sí. tuve muchas novias <laughs> y llegué a pensar en un momento that i actually like liked them more yeah. than friends uh -huh. but then i realized as i got older i was like bitch maybe i was just in love with their friendship yeah. with their attention did yes. that ever happened to you how was it like dating louis as a girl mm. como te dije that i threw that back of that idea of who i was so far back that i fully was convinced that i was straight so a lot of people would be like oh like would you date girls to like cover up your sexuality or like who you really were but like in that time when i was dating these girls i swear i really thought i was straight like nothing in my body was telling me like you're gay like i was yeah, just yeah. like no like i'm straight but now that i look back at it it's just that i was so in denial because i was so scared to to, like all these people that were telling me that I was gay to yeah. prove them right like I didn't want them to be like oh, I already fucking knew it you know but yeah when I, I dated a lot of girls <laughs> and it was because of what you just said I had so many like amigas that eventually I was like well I kind of like I really like her so yeah. then I was like well if I really like her then that must mean like I want her as a girlfriend so I literally had like intimate relationship with like girls like holding hands and kissing them and where I actually felt like I was like quote unquote I was a fucking chamaco but like in love with them and like I would buy them gifts or like para decirte how much I believed in myself the reason I got my license at a younger age is because I was dating a girl who was a little bit older than me and she was like no, and I took it the las pilas. Like, you need a car. I want to date like a guy who can like drive me around. Blah, blah, blah. So the reason I got my license is because I dated a girl who really wanted me to just act a little bit more mature. Yeah. So like, that's how into a girl that I was. That I was like, oh, I need my fucking license because my girl's asking like, if me for it. She wants the man. I'll be the yes. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And over here, I'm all with makeup on. Now. I, I, I know. No, you know what's so crazy? It's funny because do you ever look back now and be like, mm. fuck, I wonder what like my old girlfriends think? Yes. Like I think about that all mm. the time because yo también en mi tiempo, yo siento que I dated about, I want to say like six, seven girls up until middle school. Yeah. I didn't date any girls in high school because at the time ya estaba salido del closet. But I always think back and I'm like, oh my God, I wonder if they look back and feel some yeah. type of way, if they feel saying. like they were played. Yeah, ah, yeah. I'm like, because you were ah. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, I'm comparing it. It's crazy to think back. You know, did See. you ever, like, when you were going through this, when you were, you know, faking being, you know, mm-hmm. straight, when you were, no, we're not faking it because at the time you were believing it. Yeah. Did you ever get people coming at you like, oh, no, ese way is joto, ese mm-hmm. way is gay? Yes. And, like, what would the girls tell you when they would hear these rumors? So I think that I had such a good relationship with these girls that I was dating, porque they would always start off as friends. Most of them would Mm -hmm. always start off as friends. So we would create like a cute little friendship and then we would end up dating. So I already had a really strong relationship with these girls and girls loved me. But and now it's obviously because, I mean, I'm gay. So I feel like we could relate. I was a lot softer. I was a lot nicer, I want to say. And I had two sisters, so I knew what girls like. Like, I just feel like I understood the girls and I knew what they wanted so they were like really into me so whenever guys because there were a lot of guys who would be like bitch he's all gay and you're dating him like it was a lot of that so the girls would always defend me like he's not and like he my best- kissed me <laughs> I know like we use tongue I swear <laughs> no but even like my best friend um, Yami I asked her because she's someone who stole my life who yeah, yeah. I met when I was like in kinder so I was like what'd you think like when I came out like did you already know she's like bitch I had no idea like I literally had no idea and I was like really and I asked another one of my friends and she said the same thing she's like no like I never put thought into it so I don't know because there were those people in my childhood who would like throw it to my face and would like remind me like every single day like when are you gonna come out but then there was those people who just let me like live my life yeah I feel like I had I had a lot of thoughts in my mind growing up, but when I was dating these girls, because I thought about what you just said, like, like, fuck, I wonder how they see me now and they're yeah. like, mood, y'all used me. Have you ever talked to any of your exes? Recently, no, yeah, no. But what I will say is that genuinely in that moment when I was dating these girls, I wasn't using them as like a cover-up. Yeah. I really thought I felt something for them. And now that like I'm much older and I'm able to kind of figure out what those feelings were, I feel like, well, obviously I really liked them for the friendship that they would give me. And I also feel like I would date the girls that like, como que I wanted something like, like them like i yeah, wanted yeah. to be like them or i like i admired them so then i ended you're up like, dating you're pretty. them ah. yes i was like you're pretty i want to date you because i want to be you ah. <laughs> i was like let me take notes <laughs> like let me see how you do it ah. <laughs> for real i'm like let me see how she walks <laughs> no <laughs> but yeah so i feel like it came from me admiring and just appreciating how loving they were to me that I dated them because I was a little confused. I mentioned that whole thing about, um, you know, being in love with the friendship. Porque yo también cuando estaba pasando por todo eso, yo me acuerdo que tenía una girl. Mm-hmm. Like, at the time, I feel like from all my exes, there's probably like two, three that I felt like a connection, yeah, yeah, like yeah. even deeper than sí. just like, you know, you're my girlfriend. Like, uh-huh. I actually felt like a friendship with. Y yo me acuerdo que that one girl cheated on me with like someone like an eighth grade. I think I was like a seventh grader. She was a sixth grader and she cheated on me with an eighth grader. <laughs> and- <laughs> I'm asking because yo me acuerdo cuando she cheated on me and I mm. found out I was all triste yes. llorando. I was all heartbroken uh-huh. and I remember I confronted her y me acuerdo que ella me dijo algo que to this day I think that was like one of those moments where I was like fuck maybe like this isn't the life mm. that I want maybe this isn't what I thought it was yeah. me acuerdo que me dijo like oh you know like you're a good guy you're a good mm-hmm. person but I don't think I ever fell in love with you mm-hmm. I fell in love with your friendship oh. así me lo dijo yeah. And in that moment, I was like, no sabía lo que significaba like, eso. I'm like, yeah. bitch, you cheated. Ah! I know, you're like, shut I'm up. like, puta. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> even... But I feel like th- after that, there came a moment where I was like, you know what? Like, 
I'm not bi. I'm mm-hmm. gay. You know, did yeah. you ever have that moment where nos cuentas that for a long time mm-hmm. you kept putting the idea of being gay in the back end? Was there ever a moment or what was the moment that you realized like, you know what? I'm not into girls entirely. Mm-hmm. I'm not bi. I'm gay. Well, in high school is when I really started to uh, try to figure myself out and trying to put myself first. I saw high school as like a new chapter in my life. And I was like, okay, there's new people. It's not the same fucking people that like I've been growing up with. So like take this as an opportunity to kind of like explore who I am. And that's when I started talking to the first guy that like I ever really talked to. And when I started talking to him, I was like, okay, I was like, Padecirte, I don't think I've ever said this out loud. I left my girlfriend to date this guy. Oh shit. Yeah. And I don't I don't remember even how I broke up with her, but I remember her being like, it's all random. Like, why? But it just happened so sudden. So I ended up breaking up with my girlfriend in high school to start quote unquote dating this hombre. And then that's when I was like, oh, like, I'm bi. Like, I must be bi because, like, I just left my girlfriend. And I had strong feelings for her, but I have stronger feelings for this guy. So that's when I was, like, convinced that I was bisexual. And I actually came out to my parents as bisexual. And there was never, like, a time that I was just, like, I'm full-on gay. I feel like it just slowly transitioned into that i just started exploring more of myself what i like doing makeup like um talking to more guys and that i just there was never a time where i was just like oh like maybe i'm not bi i just next thing you know i was just like no like i only like hombres yeah, yeah, yeah. i only want chile yeah so i can't even like think of a time where i was just like no girl like i don't want to see any girls like that i think just i slowly was just like i only just want men Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Nos cuentas un poquito que obviamente you've came out twice in your life. Yeah. La primera vez as bisexual to mm-hmm. your parents. How was that for you? Y como lo tomaron tus papás la primera vez that you mm-hmm. came out as bisexual? When I came out to my mom, um, it was super, super scary. Um, I was always treated like different from everybody. Like I always, I could always tell that I was being treated differently. And I never knew what it was or what it, what 
it was that made me different so once i kind of kind of started like exploring with my sexuality and then i realized like you know i'm not like every other guy that i go to school with like i like both genders at the time is what i thought so when i came out to my mom i was super scared but my mom didn't really make it difficult on me she just looked like she was down like she was just like mm. like very much like like yeah and although it wasn't like an amazing f like oh my god like no don't worry about it like I, like you know just like support it yeah although it wasn't that it also wasn't like get out of my house like i don't want you like it was just very much like you know and we just talked about it and the whole time she just had like not disappointment look on her face but more like sad and obviously that made me a little sad but I'd rather be a little bit sad than keep hiding this from her because I did feel like I got this huge weight lifted off my shoulders by just telling her. But I will say like after that, um, she did tell me not to tell my dad. And that kind of like, like hit me because I was just like, fuck, like that's another fucking peso that I have to carry now. Because I thought it was going to be like, let me tell my mom, let me tell my dad. Yeah, soy libre. I can do whatever that, what I, what I want with my life. But after she suggested I didn't tell my dad, I was just like, Busalio la misma. Like, I still, I still can't do anything yeah. because my dad doesn't know. Like, I'm still in the closet, technically. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just my mom knows now. But I still had to very much keep it on the low because we were all very afraid of how my dad was going to react. Because growing up, I didn't have a good relationship with my dad. It was really, really hard. I feel like it was always him trying to push me into being like a man and like playing all these sports and doing all these things. So I could definitely feel like I was a disappointment. I was just like, fuck, like, especially because I was the only boy in the family, yeah. bitch. So I was like, fuck, I'm the only boy in the family and I'm fucking gay. I was like, oh my god so i kind of understood where my mom was coming from so i kind of was like okay well i guess i won't tell my dad and we i thought i was gonna wait like maybe a month or like a few weeks like the next day ah bro no bitch i waited like a whole year i think if not maybe more to tell my dad how old were you when you came out as bi first um i told my mom when i was a freshman in college and i don't think i came out to my dad until my sophomore year and oh, i mean wait shit. did i say college yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, i'm, I'm like dad, super- yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like that was corner. last year freshman in high school and okay, i didn't okay, come okay. out to my dad until i was a sophomore in high school so then it's como 13 14 años when you came out the first time as bi yes around yeah, 13 14 how was it like when you came out to your dad as bisexual or did you come out to him as gay um, I came out to him as bisexual and by then ya, ya pasado como un año since I told my mom I already had like an idea that I was like leaning more towards guys like it wasn't just like oh like girls and like guys it was just like I was really leaning into like guys I actually had a boyfriend when I was gonna tell my dad when I was gonna tell my dad I was just like I don't give a fuck what I'm feeling I'm gonna say I'm bi because I'm really scared right now and i was just so tired of hiding it that i literally came home one day and i told my mom i was like mom i'm gonna tell my dad and she was like yeah like no, no 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 le digas and i was like mom i'm so tired of like not being able to do anything express myself or like 
just do anything. I was like, yeah. salió la misma, like I'm still in the fucking closet. And I was like, whether you want to be there with me or, you're, or you don't, I was like, I'm going to tell him like right now. So I remember my mom called like my sister, Yoatsi, and Yoatsi's always been a huge support system. She's the first person I came out to. And she's the reason I got the confidence to tell my mom. So my mom called my sister over and my sister kind of talked to my mom. Y como que la calmó poquito and she was like, mom, like it's fine, just let him like we'll both be there and like at this time yeah you had already had about 18 years yeah she was already out of high school yeah so she was more reasonable yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and she just, I think she also just wanted me to live my life the way that I wanted to as well so I remember we go to the living room and ew I'm getting like anxious all over again I'm over here like uh huh <sighs> I know it's cause I haven't I don't think I've ever talked about this um so I remember we went to the living room and my dad was watching TV y como que él ya sabía that I was going to tell him this. Because since I told my mom, como que I had like loosened up a little bit. Like I feel like I just, I was starting to be myself, but not fully. Se te a mirar un poquito más. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I already told my mom, so I was a little bit like, hey, I'm a little more comfortable. So I remember like we sat down in the living room and I was like, oh, like my mom was like, oh, queremos platicar. Um, de algo contigo and my dad didn't even want to look at us like I remember he was just like like I, I knew he already knew it was coming so my dad didn't look at me in the eye or even look at me in general and I was just like oh like um, I just wanted to let you know that like I'm bisexual and not a single word like came out of his mouth he was just kind of like he was watching TV like as if I wasn't there and I remember I said it and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I just said it. But I was so ready because at this point, ya le había dicho a mi mom, a mis hermanas, my friends knew. I feel like everybody knew except my dad. Yeah. So it was a little bit easier. And because he didn't have a response, because I told him, I was like, soy, I think I told him, I was like, soy bisexual. And because where my, where my parents came from, like I also know that they were a little bit more close-minded so because he didn't say anything when i told him i was like maybe he doesn't know what that means yeah so i will de pendejo and i was like you're like el diccionario dice yes ah, bitch i swear to god i like brought a whole like yes it was very that and i was just like this is what it means like i'm tr I, I think i was just desperate for a reaction yeah. whether it was good or bad i just wanted him to like say something like te estaba quebrando más el que él no te decía nada yeah. so you're like just tell me do you accept me or not you mm -hmm. wanted to hear something or like even that he wasn't looking at me it was all just kind of like uh like now what so i remember he got like really mad at me and he was just like basically just told me to like shut up and stop talking that he knows what it means and that he's not stupid and i was just like fuck and like like i said i never had a good relationship with my dad growing up that it like hurt me because i was like i just fucked it up even more like yeah. when he like yelled at me like to shut up i was like fuck what did i just do but at that point i was so desperate to just live my life and be myself that I was just like, pues ya que, like, it is what it is, but, like, at least I'm free, you know? At this point, like, my brain was just like, if he doesn't want me in his life or he doesn't want to set me, pues ya que, like, at least I told him, like, you do with that whatever you want. Do you feel like after coming out to him as bisexual, do you feel like your guys' relationship got more distant or almost kind of was going downhill for a moment? The worst that our relationship was was growing up because that's when he was still trying to push all these like gender stereotypes into me like tienes que jugar soccer y tienes que ayudarme a armar esto y hacer esto and just like and because i kept saying no and i didn't want to 
I feel like that's when we would clash the most. Like me growing up or like to go tell you, like sometimes they would randomly go visit me at school in elementary school to make sure I wasn't playing with girls and only oh, playing shit. with guys. So I had a lot of like really traumatic things and like really bad moments with my parents growing up. And I've never really talked about them just because now I have a really amazing, beautiful relationship with my parents that les doy gracias like all the time but i always get scared of bringing up the past because i get scared that people are gonna judge them based off of that i understand your fear because you're like fuck i'm in a point in my life where my parents accept me where mm -hmm. i love them so much que no quieres que la gente los mire diferente exactly. like you don't want yes. people to be like oh my god a homophobic or this or that uh -huh. but or at the like, end of the day tenemos that. que ponernos en sus in, in their mm -hmm. feet that they grew up so differently yeah. you know what i mean and at the time like they grew up so close-minded mm -hmm. to where like maybe at the time for them that was out of the picture you know mm -hmm. what i mean like i feel like now we the new generation grows up to be like more accepting pero mm -hmm. yo también batallé mucho growing sí. up with my dad you know i always felt like my mom always gave me the love that my dad couldn't mm -hmm. give me did you feel like growing up you were more of like a mommy's boy rather than a, a daddy's boy yes i f i definitely feel like i was more of like a mommy's boy because i feel like my mom was always just more it's easier i feel like for my mom to show her emotions and just like be more loving and like yeah. dads are always a little bit more like standoffish like they're just it's just being like an hombre so i was always like super close to my mom and i feel like thanks to my mom i was able to still get away with like doing certain things like when i was little like if my mom was home i could play with like my little my sisters like trastes or like barbie dolls and stuff but the moment my dad was home or my dad was coming it was just like bitch throw all that shit and like go get the carros yeah ah, yes very that it was very that so my mom was a little bit more open to it but i think it was just my dad that i was like super afraid of and it's exactly what you just said that like the way they grew up i go to therapy now and i feel like that's helped me so much with my childhood traumas that like it's helped me have like a clear mind of like why i grew up the way that i did and why things happened and just be able to understand it a lot better and i think it's like what you said that the way they grew up is very different from how we grew up and now because i always thought like where why where did it switch up yeah why why don't my parents love me so much now and not so much when i was younger and it's all these questions that came up but i've came to realize and just think that my parents were just so afraid of what my life was gonna be after i came out i don't think it's that they were like no we don't want you to be gay baba because my parents were always really friendly to gay people my mom had gay friends my dad always said there was like this guy um who would always go to my dad's work to get like um shoes cleaned you know like tanto. and my dad was always super nice to him and i would see that so it was always like well do they just hate me or like what is it because my parents were friendly to gay people my mom had gay friends my dad like was really cool with gay guys as well like my parents were never like homophobic in that sense yeah. but i always thought i was like well then why with me so i think as i grew up i i think the anger came out of fear where they were just like they're already bullying you even before you come out you're already getting bullied so much in school i was already getting so much shit. i was always like people were trying to fight me and people were like breaking my things like i think my parents just saw it as like fuck now it's gonna be like 
another thing for people to try to come at you for. When we really look back at things, like, siento como, there's still a lot of things going on in the world today mm-hmm. where we're not 100% accepted. Yeah, no. But I feel like we've been moving forward as, you know, we continue to yeah. grow because back then in their times, se escuchaba mucho que hasta agarraban a putazos a mucha yes. gente that were like us uh-huh. y hasta que los mataban. Yeah. Like, se escuchaban yes. muchas cosas feas que obviamente todavía se escuchan, pero mm-hmm. antes it was like very, very scary to where, like, exactly like you said, a lo mejor tus papás sentían el miedo de que, mm-hmm. ay Dios, va a batallar mucho sí. mi hijo, va mm-hmm. a sufrir mucho, which is very, very normal. Obviamente, pasa eso, you come out as bisexual, mm-hmm. you kind of have a rocky relationship with both your parents. A los 15 años, you come mm-hmm. out as gay. Mm-hmm. ¿Cómo fue eso? How was that second time coming out different than the first? The second time that I think I did come out as gay on like youtube but i think to my parents i never told them like i don't think i ever was like i'm gay what it was is that i started playing around with makeup and that's where my parents were just like well i thought you were bi like i don't get it like what are you doing why are you playing in makeup and i think the more that i explored and played around with makeup and just dressing a little bit more like flamboyant or feminine by like wearing little crop tops and like starting to buy purses and stuff that my parents kind of just got the hint it wasn't that i was just like oh like actually i'm not bi and actually when i was doing that my mom did ask me quite a few times like like hey like are are you still talking to girls like any new girls like she would always try to sacarme platica about like any girls that got your attention or like any pretty girls you've seen i think she just had that hope of like they thought it was a face yeah yeah there you go of just like okay they're, they're, he's he's bi he told me he's bi so i think they were like holding on to that you're like un dia me va a traer una mujer yeah, ah, yeah. i feel like she was you just like that's crazy so obviamente you came out do you feel like when you came out as gay and you obviously started doing makeup playing mm-hmm. with makeup do you feel like it became a little harder like your relationship with them especially your dad because mm-hmm. maybe at the time he wasn't very open about that i honestly feel like now that i think about it i feel like the roles switched oh, okay. so after i came out to my dad as bisexual i feel like my dad stopped being super like like on me like I said I feel like he was just like like he gave up on me like hey yeah ah. he was just like ah yeah he was like (laughs) but I feel like my mom was the one who still had like that hope so it actually turned into now my mom being on my ass all the time so like whenever I was playing in makeup or like doing stuff like and again it like brings me a lot of fear to like say these things because like I don't want people to judge my parents from their past because they're very different now and very accepting but like my mom would like be like I remember she would come into my room not even not because she knew I was doing makeup and she'd be like ¿Qué estás haciendo? or like otra vez estás jugando con eso she's like ¿Y por qué te pones eso? like full on just arguments and like I wouldn't even argue with her I'd just start crying and it was actually my little sister Andrea who would come into the room so many times and would full on just get into arguments with my mom she's like yeah déjalo like he's just playing with makeup like it's not doing anything to you like he's just like putting on makeup it's not gonna do anything to you it's not affecting you like full on arguments and like keep in mind my my little sister was like in middle school during yeah, all this yeah. and she was standing up for me because i felt so small where i was like well like i like my, i always like tried not fighting with my parents so i would just kind of like sit there and i like, take it and then i would feel guilty because because of me my mom would almost like get really angry like 
just fight with my little sister all the time and my older sister because of me so i was always like fuck like i'm always causing problems in this family like if it's not one thing it's the other like i just felt like it was never gonna end and my mom would just sometimes like every time i'd be wearing makeup como que me miraba like a little bit like why are you wearing that and she would ask me like why are you wearing that and just over and over and over and over and it just got to the point where like again i started living just for me and i was just like well i mean if they don't like it well it's for me and it was it was really hard because my mom was such a huge loving and support system before like i came out and then even after i came out she was still really like like i still love you but then once i started playing with makeup i think that's where it switched my dad stopped caring but my mom was just kind of like Ugh, now what when i first i like, kind of came out to my parents and i kind of saw like the way it shook our family I, I literally was like fuck like i feel like they would be a better off if i wasn't part of the family but after like i came out and i started playing with makeup like it would it would just hurt me the things that they would say but i honestly just really stopped caring and especially because i had both my sisters support that they would como que remind me that there was nothing wrong with me and that what i was doing and the way that i was choosing to express myself was okay because the way that they would fight for me would make me be like no like i'm okay like i'm not doing anything wrong yes yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just that my parents didn't like and i had i had kind of came into like terms with that like i was like well they don't like it but i'm still gonna do what i want to do and i'm still gonna continue to explore what i want to explore and find my like creative outlet and just whatever i wanted to do so i kind of was just like like i just thought this is gonna be my relationship with my parents forever i'm never gonna have a relationship with them anymore like they hate me i'm a disappointment but i knew and especially because i was already doing social media that I knew I had support. Yeah. There was people on social media that were Loved loving. You. Yeah, yeah, everything were supporting me. And then at home, I had my sisters that I was like, I can do this. Like, whether I have their support or not, like, there are people who love me for me. Was this all happening kind of like around the same time que te conocí? No, by the time that I met you, things were already a lot better. A lot like, better. Like, so much better. Yeah, everything was already, like, kind of moved past that. Did you ever catch yourself kind of explaining to your mom, like, why you were doing makeup, why you were doing... Because I feel like, especially for Hispanic parents, porque mm -hmm. a mí también me pasó un poquito igual to where estaban un poquito confusos in the in the sense where they were like oh does he want to be a girl mm -hmm. does he want to transition yeah when in reality you know as us boys in makeup it was just more like a sense of like self-expression it was more because like we loved the art we loved how it made mm -hmm. us feel did you ever catch yourself like explaining to your mom like look mom mm -hmm. like i'm not trying to transition if that's what you think yeah i i feel like after my mom kind of put her guard down and started being a little bit more just letting me do what I wanted to do is when those questions started coming up. Because at first it was just like argument, 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 like stop, stop, stop. And then after I feel like she kind of was just like, okay, I'm going to let him do what he wants to do. I think that's where the genuine questions were coming out because she did ask me quite a few times or like the more makeup she would see me do or like the more like crop tops that I started wearing and stuff. She would just be like, she's like, I, I remember one time she came into my room and she was just kind of like watching me do my makeup. And she's like, ¿Por qué te gusta maquillarte? And I was like, pues me gusta, es como arte para mí. And when I started doing makeup, it wasn't like what I'm doing right now. When I started doing makeup, it was very creative. I would like almost like draw on my face. Like if you guys like scroll on my Instagram, you'll see what I mean. But it was a lot of more like art. Actually, a lot of that I wouldn't even post on Instagram yet because I wasn't even like fully expressing myself online but so she was just asking me what makeup meant to me and i told her i was like it's just like i, I have fun with it it's almost like art i was like it's just like like therapeutic for me in a way 
And she's like, pero no quieres como hacer mujer, ¿verdad? And then I was like, It's no. always the verdad. Yeah, yeah. I was always like, like right? right? Yeah. And I was just like, no. And then she was like, well, I don't want to like offend you. She's like, but I just, I don't understand. And that's where the genuine questions started coming in, where they were finally starting to understand. And she was just like, well, like, well, if you don't want to be a girl, then why are you doing this? And then I would just tell her. And she's like, so you like being a guy in makeup? And I was like, yes. Yeah. So I was like, like nothing in me, like where I'm in life right now, makes me want to be a girl. I was like, I don't want chichis. I was like, I don't want to like wear wigs or like nothing like that. I was like, I, I like being a guy. I just like wearing makeup. And she was like, okay. And I think that question kind of came up quite a few times. And it wasn't until she finally was like, Okay, well, I just do what you want to do. And I feel like that was her way of like, you know what? Like maybe instead of trying to fight my son, maybe mm -hmm. instead of trying to get him to stop being who he genuinely is, mm -hmm. era en el momento en que ella pensó, ¿sabes qué? En vez de hacer eso, mm -hmm. quiero conocer a mi hijo. Yes. Quiero saber por qué. Mm -hmm. Quiero saber el, mm -hmm. qué es el motivo que hace estas cosas. Mm -hmm. And I feel like en ese momento a lo mejor tu mamá empezó a comprender un poquito más uh -huh. and she started realizing like, you know what? Mm -hmm. Al fin del día sí Sigue siendo mi hijo, el yes. mismo hijo que me salió de allá yeah. abajo. Ah, I'm like, nada ha cambiado. Because yeah. it really, dude, I'm literally getting chills uh. talking about it because yeah. I feel like like there's a lot of people that go through this and sometimes even worse than what we've gone through yeah. y es algo que en verdad like a veces cuando no tenemos el support from our parents como que a veces co como que nos sentimos mal como que nos sentimos como que something's wrong with yes. us you yeah. know what I mean and it's okay to be different it's okay to be gay it's okay to be mm -hmm. lesbian I'm so happy que llegó un momento en tu vida donde te aceptaron yes, bien tu familia you. yo quiero hablar un poquito de mm. the baddest perra obviamente yes. yo cuando te conocí <laughs> uh -huh. tú estabas haciendo mucho contenido de um, comedy yes. a lot of your content was comedy mm -hmm. based um, estoy hablando for the OGs that you know have yes. been watching Louis for so much I'm talking about the homie Louis yeah. you know what's so funny I don't know if I've ever told you I'm gonna put the screenshot on here because I literally Stop. found it a couple days ago me and Louis kind of came up no not kind of we came up yeah. around the same time mm -hmm. and I remember back in the day I used to screenshot anytime um, anyone would make like fan art or like when they would draw you or when they would make like cute little like yeah. collages yo me acuerdo que una de las primeras veces que one of my followers made like a little fan um, like a kind of like fan art mm -hmm. era una vez contigo Which is so funny because at the time when I screenshotted, tú y yo no éramos ni amigos. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think we were mutuals. Yeah. Um, and I remember seeing that screenshot. La voy a poner aquí para que la miren uh -huh. ustedes. And it's so crazy because era una foto tuyo straight looking like a boy, you know, really? nada de maquillaje. It was yeah. back when you were doing your comedy skits. Sí. And it's so crazy seeing the confidence you've gained. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy seeing lo que eres ahora. Mm -hmm. How do you feel like the journey to finding the best Started. Well, it's literally like what you said. When I started doing social media, everything was comedy for me. Yeah. And I think I found so much joy in doing comedy and making people laugh because growing up, I didn't have really friends like that people didn't really want to like play with me or anything so i was always just used to like getting people telling me shit or people bullying me or like just always feeling like the odd one out so when i started doing social media and people thought i was funny like that felt so good to me because i was like wow like people aren't fucking trying to fight me but they're laughing not at me but with me so it felt so nice building a community where i could just be loved for who i was and i think i gained a lot of my perra's hearts like that which was by making them laugh And then 
I slowly started um, exploring like makeup and I still wasn't really posting makeup, but I was like playing around with makeup. And then I want to say during the time that I was playing with makeup, I was also starting to wear like wigs and like do little skits in wigs stuff. Like, for example, I would do videos where I would like pretend to be like my mom and I would put on like just a busted ass wig and pretend to be like a senora or like I would do like a lot of little skits and stuff like that. So then that's when I started being a little bit more comfortable and people weren't like judging me for what i was doing they were purely just enjoying the content and enjoying me as a person so i was like oh, okay like i mean it's fine to do what i want because they're not judging me for it they're, they're loving they're it loving yeah, it. yeah yeah so i think thanks to my viewers my perras out there who m created a safe space for me to really explore who louis was and what i wanted to do and then that's when i started playing around with makeup and my perras fucking loved it like they would hype me up and it felt so good like even now it makes my heart feel so good because that is the reason that i started to explore myself and they started hyping me up and then i want to say my confidence wasn't not i want to say my confidence was not there i had a lot of my confidence was so fucked up because of the way that like i grew up and like my family and my friends well not friends but people my peers in school that it definitely was those moments where you fake it till you make it and i want to say like when i started like creating the baddest perra and i started being in makeup and all of that like it was the confidence was fate because i wanted people to believe that and see that and in hopes that i would eventually yeah. believe it myself and i want to say that it kind of did work that way for me because i didn't feel attractive i didn't oh bitch i did not feel attractive at all i didn't feel like um even like when i was wearing makeup i didn't feel like i was pretty enough or like even around that time is when a lot of like the beauty boys were starting to come out i didn't feel like i was even close to what they were doing and just I started being like, you know what? Like I have this community of people who love me so much and thanks to them, like I'll post a picture and they'll love me for it. So then I was like, okay, well let me just keep doing it. And then hopefully eventually I'll believe it. And then it's where I created like the baddest perra and then I started playing around. I would do like a lot of like Carla content where it was like me more like a little chola and like I would do my eyebrows because I always loved like putting on makeup like that. Like I still do. And then I just created the baddest perra and then it just kind of kept going from there and then people would see me and be like, I'm la perra or like the baddest perra. So I was like, hey, like I am that bitch. So then my confidence just, like I believed it. And I was like, I am the baddest perra. Yeah. And then that's where the whole thing of like stealing your hombre is because my confidence got to the point where I was like, bitch, I'm gonna steal your hombre right now if you don't shut the fuck up. Like, and not really meaning it, it still has like that sense I of like, comedy. But I, can. And I was like, but I can. But it's like, it has that sense of comedy, but it's also where like my confidence was. And I felt so good being able to be confident and not like cocky but like i was able to find myself attractive and be like wow like going from this insecure person who i was to like now being confident myself was an awakening bitch it's crazy que lo dices así porque yo desde que te conozco like i always sensed like a lot of confidence like oh, yo nunca you. viera like i looking back you know i've been knowing you what for almost Ooh. i want to say like eight years yeah. ya mucho yes. tiempo like desde que yo lo conocí like i never sensed like oh he's insecure mm -hmm. oh he doesn't like this no all the time i feel like you were maybe you were also very good at like you know what like i'm gonna 
play the part even if yes. I don't feel the part like la gente de, mm. lo que, de que se lo van a creer se lo van a creer yes. y pues se lo creyeron yeah. right like a que momento do you ever have like obviamente you you mentioned that with time you grew this confidence do you mm. ever like have a moment in you know your life your career where you're like you know what like I am a bad bitch like ya no me la voy a estar creyendo like lo soy I think that's honestly where I'm at in life like right now oh I feel like it became porque look so when I was like doing the bad espera and all that like I felt really confident and like it's like what you just said that like you said you would see me and you're like oh like he's really confident but I was really good at like hiding my emotions because after all the years of bullying and stuff that I became very just like guarded with my emotions so I was just like okay people are gonna see me and they're gonna see me at my full perra potential like I was just like all emotions from here like if somebody says something that's gonna make me feel like sad or a little bit insecure I would immediately shut it out like there was like there's no way you could knock my confidence down at that moment because I was playing that part where I was just like no like I'm here and I'm here to do me and be the baddest perra and like I was already doing social media so like a lot of people like saw that confidence online so I was like okay like I need to bring it to life and then also having friends like you guys that again loved me for me that It, it would just like help me do that even more because I'm sure like at events or stuff like that like I was putting that like okay like perra, like I'm here to do what I'm gonna do and I'm here to serve a look whatever but then with you guys I could let loose and I yeah. could still be the baddest perra but I could also be Louie where I'm gonna be all stupid and do mensadas and like like where you don't feel like you have to be perfect uh -huh. at all times yeah, yeah, yeah I was just like I can let loose but I think where I'm at in life now is that Well, like I said, the confidence stopped being something that I was faking till I made it. I genuinely felt confident, but now I kind of like put that guard down where I don't feel like I have to get hella arreglada every time I go out. I don't feel like, because before you guys, like to do my makeup, even just to go to the store and it's not like that for everybody i know some people genuinely wear makeup just because they want to put on their makeup but for me it was like no people need to see me always at like full perra mode in glam full outfit like i hated repeating my clothes i always had to have new accessories like i just had to always be almost like proving people that i am this like super big confident like person but i feel like where i'm at in life now and like i have been like the last year is just not always feeling like i have to do that 24 7 yeah. because it's i am happy with where i'm at in life now i am confident with how i look i am confident with so many things in my life that i wasn't before that i'm just like yeah like i i don't care if people don't see me the way that they used to or it's just like this person that was like too confident like all the way fucking breaking the wall and shit like But I feel like that says a lot about your growth as a person because mm -hmm. llegas en un momento en tu vida where you're like, you know what? Like, I want to live life for me, yes. not for how people see me or how mm -hmm. people are going to think of me. Yeah. Si la gente, cuando me miro en fachas, piensa mm -hmm. que me miro good, pues yes. lo voy a hacer. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I feel like you got to a point where you're like, you know what? I feel good. Mm -hmm. I don't care if people think I look like shit. I don't care if people think this. I don't mm -hmm. care if people think that. Mientras que tú sepas que te miras y te sientas bien es todo lo que importa. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Quiero hablar un poquito, obviamente. Ahorita te miramos como toda una pinche estrella all over <laughs> social media. Pero en un momento mm -hmm. no siempre fue así. How did you start making content on YouTube? Mm -hmm. ¿Cómo dijiste? ¿Sabes qué? Voy a agarrar esta cámara. Me voy a grabar mis pendejadas. And... <laughs> Let the rest be history. ¿Cómo pasó eso? With my friends, I was always filming like little random videos in my like iPod Nano and shit. And a lot of, I, I created a lot of friendships and brought a lot of people into my life because of comedy and humor. And it wasn't until one of, I don't remember if it was like a, 
a friend or someone in my family that told me to like upload this random ass YouTube video. And I did and I enjoyed it. And it wasn't something that, because obviously back then there weren't like influencers. It wasn't yeah. like this huge thing like social media is now. So it was really just for fun. And then on my Instagram, um, I would post like little short clips or little short like skits of just like comedy. And I feel like I was gaining the hearts of so many people for just doing comedy that social media was something like a, a fun thing for me to do something that i looked forward to doing it because i loved like talking to people and i loved like knowing that people enjoyed what i was putting out there and it just created this really amazing community for me and the next thing you know i was hitting all platforms like i was on youtube and then i hit like instagram and then it was amazing it was and it still feels amazing to see like no matter what platform i go or i try like my viewers follow me there because I, I like to think that they still enjoy what I do. And that always makes me happy because I started doing it because I enjoyed it. And I, I still enjoy doing it now. Cuando empezaste, obviamente, like you said, at the beginning, it was very much like you weren't doing it for the money. Mm -mm. It wasn't really a job when yeah. you were doing it. Was there ever a moment where maybe anyone in your family or friends were like, no, 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 ponte a trabajar porque esto no te va a dar de comer. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe even were like, kind of doubtful that you can make a career out of this if so cuéntanos un poquito más de quién dudó de ti I was doing social media and I was already making some like money off of it I was I still had a job like a Kmart Kmart yes you remember yes. I was working at Kmart and I was still doing social media like on the side but it, it, I feel like it wasn't even like an option I want to say like when we were doing YouTube that you're like, oh, I'm going to just stick to like full-time content creation. Yeah. Like, I just feel like that it was such a small community that people weren't even talking about how much they were making online. Like you didn't know how much you could get paid off of that. Like it was just like, you could get paid, but you don't know like where you could take yeah. it. So I was still like having my job at Kmart. And then, um, I already knew that I didn't want to go to college even before I started taking social media serious. Like it was just, I was never really bright when it came to school. That's why I'm pretty, not smart. But I was just like, I don't want to go to college. Like, I'm going to feel even more stupid. And like, I don't fit in. Yes. I was like, and just, yeah, I was like, I do not want to be in that cycle. And there's, I knew I wanted to do more with myself that I was just like, oh, I don't want to go to college. So when I brought that up to my parents, they were like, no, bitch, like, you're going to go to college because there's no other option. Like, it was, I feel like everybody was in that like traditional like school, college, and you're gonna get your degree. El sueño americano, yeah. Yes, like, like, like that's that's what it was. Adelante es going manera. to school and having a career, yeah. Yeah, so when I told my parents that they were like, no, Vasira college, like there is no other option. And if you don't want to go to college, like, you're gonna come work with us back home. Like you're gonna work for the rest of your life here, like doing what we're doing. So it was like doubted by a lot of my family and it wasn't until i got like my first big check from youtube that i was like oh shit i was like i couldn't make this like a thing yeah so it was with my video that went like viral the dancing like in, how to dance like, like quinceanera videos yes, uh-huh so that one i got a cute ass pretty that video penny was everywhere bitch. yes i remember everywhere. like snapchat was like on fucking YouTube being pushed on Twitter everywhere. Like, I remember there was always people sending it to me and I was like, oh my God, this is my first video that 
I felt like people were seeing me yeah. like in a whole nother way. That's when I got like my first big check from YouTube that I was like, what the fuck? And then I told my parents and I was like, I, I want to like do this full time. I was like, I can like look at this money that I got. And my parents thought it was a whole fucking scam, like because they had never seen money like yeah. that. Like I think I've, I've already mentioned how much it was. It was $10,000. Yeah. So I was still in high school. That's a lot of money. Can you imagine? Yeah. Like, I literally was like, I'm Like, rich. your parents have been working their whole life, you know, miran ese tipo exactly. de dinero, y tu en un video lo sacas. Yes. And That's like, crazy, yeah. To see money like that, I was like, bitch, I'm set for the rest of my life. Like, like, like tengo que yeah, ah. No, literally, I really thought that. I was just like, holy shit. And I remember my parents thought it was like a scam. That's something about al banco to like verify where that money came from. The banco was like trying to figure it out. They're like, oh yeah, I came from Google. And my dad was like, who the fuck's Google? And then it was like this whole thing. <laughs> Google. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like my dad wanted it confirmed and all, but after I found out like I could make like money off of social media, I was like, wow, I can do what I love and make money and like turn it into a career and I'll go to college. But this is where my parents came in and they were like, no, va a ir a college. So I did go to college for two years. ¿Y todavía estabas trabajando en Kmart at the time? No. I don't think I was working at Kmart anymore. I was focusing full-time on school because I was a full-time student. I was taking up so many classes. I was literally there from like 8 a.m. to like fucking 7 p.m. Or like I would stay at school. Like I was fully dedicated because I, I like to say like when I put my mind to something, I want to do really good on it. So when I was in college, I was there for two years and I was doing really good. I would stay after my classes, talk to my professors. Like uh, they could help me understand shit because I didn't understand anything. So I was putting a lot of my time into um, college, and I think that's where my parents started to open up to the idea of me doing social media full time because I was on tour when I was in college. And, oh shit! Ooh, las Wait, we're talking about the same tour that I that mm -hmm. once you that's, were you were still I was in college? college. Yeah. <gasps> so I was already pretty much doing like social media like full, full time. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I had I was posting weekly on YouTube. I was posting on Instagram. I was doing makeup looks when I had time. I was on tour when I was in college, and my parents started seeing how hard it was because you guys i would go to school monday through thursday i had classes monday through thursday and then thursday nights i would pack friday mornings i would fly out i would have a show saturday i would have a show sunday come back home sunday night and then go to school on monday and i would do my homework after my shows on the plane and it i was just i was not going to give up on my social media everyone was just like like focus on school like why are you still doing this like the school is like how you make it in yeah. life and i was just like no but like again it wasn't even so much that it was a career for me it was that i was having so much fun and i was able to make money off of it that i was like why am i gonna give it up like it was your escape yeah and i was like taking it for me and i remember my mom took me to breakfast it was super random she was like oh like no quieres ir a desayunar and i was like oh yeah let's go and so you paying though right <laughs> i was like with that tour menu this is actually after my tour was done oh, okay okay and she like sat down and she was like oh like i want to talk to you about something and then she's like me and your dad were talking and how are you feeling about like school and i was like well i mean like i'm still going through it i was like my grades are good like um i think i had like a 3.9 gpa in college which was so good for me because in high school it was really bad like, no that's really hard. good i'm like for me ah. <laughs> no in high school my gpa was so bad yeah so she was like if you want to drop out of college and take social media like serious she's like your dad and I are basically giving you like our blessing. Like and we I was support like, you. Yeah. And I was like, <gasps> literally like sent 
sentir like my heart drop down to my ass because one i was super happy that that was coming out of my mom's mouth but two it was scary because i was kind of given the freedom to do with my life what i wanted and at that time i was like fuck like i always was angry that i had to go to college i hated it but once they gave me that freedom i was like shit like now the pressure's on me because if i drop out of college and i keep doing social media and i don't make it i just fucked up everything in my life yeah which that's how it felt in the moment i was like my parents are giving me like the freedom to do what I want. If I don't do good, they're going to be like, ya ves, te dije. Like, it, was it was a different so type much. of pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of it fell into my head at once. And I was just like, <sighs> so, well, when I thanked her for like allowing me to make my own decisions because I never wanted to like disappoint my parents, especially after the way that our relationship was growing up. So then I was like, damn, I was like, if I drop out of college and I fuck it up, that's on me. But then I also knew, like, I believed in myself so hard that I was like, I can do this and I can keep making money and I can keep having fun with what I want to do. So after I got my mom's blessing, um, I did drop out of college and that was really scary. I was like, I can't believe I'm going to do this. Now, Yoatsi was in college. We went to the same college. She was, I think, a year ahead of me. And when I told her, she was like, oh, are you going to do it? And I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, like, you got this. Like, like just do what you want to do. Like, you're already doing it. And you actually finished college. And I, I didn't. I dropped out. But I'm really happy that I did because after I dropped out of college, I took social media so serious. And I started making, like, real money. Like, yeah. I started, like, doing projects and doing all these things and coming down to L.A., like, hanging out with you. And, like, that's that's around the time when you and I were hanging oh, okay, out okay, a lot. okay, 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 Because I had so much time in my hand. Remember, I would drive You're out like, here. You're like, fuck, I have nothing to do. Yeah, no, literally. And, like, Alan yeah, you would used let to me. drive at the time. Yeah, you yeah. would let me, like, stay here. Like, I stayed here at his house once, you, you guys. You actually, like, said and asked this, huh? Yeah, when you just moved, moved in, in here. I still remember that video we even filmed. Mm-hmm. I think we were going to Annette's, like, she was celebrating in her pet oh, house. Yeah, that's what it was. was like, con Leo. Yeah. I think you're, we did a full you, video. All of you guys slept over. Yeah, and my inflatable. That's crazy. You know, yeah. obviamente, yeah, el resto es historia. Was there ever any moments, like, in your career? Were you ever self-doubted yourself to the point that you're like, you know what? Maybe I should have stayed in school. This is harder than I think. Mm-hmm. Like, no sé si voy a llegar to the top. No sé si la voy a hacer. Was there ever a moment like that for you? There was a moment where this was actually before I full-on started taking it serious. I think it's part of the reason why I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to go to college. Um, when I first got that money, the $10,000 from that one YouTube video, um, I spent it like there was no tomorrow. Like, I put the down payment to a car. I got myself a laptop. I redid my whole bedroom. Like, I did so much. Yeah, seeing Chinga, like, the money was gone. And I was like, now, but like, I have a car payment. Like, I have to do all this shit. And like, it just became really freaky. And, um, I got, I got like a reality check and then a little bit after I dropped out of college and I started taking social media a little bit more serious, me pasó again, like where money started becoming an issue and I was just like, fuck. And I got scared and like, I was already doing YouTube like pretty serious. And then I was like, well, like, do I just like stop doing YouTube? Do I go find like a job or like, what do I do? Because I... I was, like, freaking out. I literally was like, fuck. Like, I already dropped out of college. I was like, I'm not doing everything that I wanted to do. But it was more of, like, a... I got stuck with who I was as a person. And I got stuck with what I wanted to do. It's around the time that I was, like, already taking makeup a little bit more serious. But then I still wanted to do comedy. And, like, I was so confused because... 
I'm sure. Was it during that time where you were like trying to do makeup, but you're like, the makeup videos aren't doing as yes, great as my say. comedy videos? Okay, yeah. okay, uh huh. I was going to say, I don't know if you remember the time where before it was you're a beauty guru or you're like another type yeah. of creator. So I already had a pretty big following. I think I already had hit a million on YouTube and on Instagram. I already had like almost a million but i was not known in the beauty space yeah. at all like i think the only friend in the beauty space that i had was you and leo like yeah, you guys yeah, were the yeah. only beauty people that like i knew but i felt so lost i didn't feel like i had a place to fit in because i was doing makeup so i wanted to be in the makeup community but i wasn't doing like full-on makeup videos and i wasn't knowledgeable to like give my viewers knowledge we're like this is how you do a good grease like i don't know i was basically just playing with makeup you were learning as you were doing these yeah. videos yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got stuck and I was like, well, where do I go? Like, where do I fit in? So it was like, I was all over the place. And it wasn't until I, I stopped seeing this as like, I have to fit into a, a genre that I feel like I just started doing what I wanted to do. And I created like a little path for myself to not try to compete with like, not compete, but be like, well, I'm not doing what they're doing. Or like, I'm not here where they're at. Like comparing yourself. Comparing. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. So it really helped me almost have like tunnel vision. And I was like, I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. And it's my viewers are enjoying it and I'm loving it. And then I just kind of worked out it's literally me. just louis life yes literally, yeah, like that, yeah. literally. Yes. <laughs> ah, the, the that's crazy okay <laughs> you know nos hablaste de el dinero you know that mm. at the beginning you had all this money coming in mm. that i'm sure like you, exactly like me like creces uno sin tener nada yes in un momento you're getting thrown all this money at mm. you you know like you're working hard for it too but like it's money that you're like wait yo nunca en mi vida hubiera pensado tener este dinero mm -hmm. nos platicas that you kind of struggled a little bit like dealing with money at the beginning mm -hmm. do you feel like it was because of that because you didn't know how to handle it because you've never had had it yes uh growing up we also struggled a lot growing up like my parents had it rough like when they came over here so i didn't really know how to like handle money like that i don't know like what to spend it on like also even you guys like filing my taxes like oh i remember the first time i filed my taxes i was so confused porque i was so used to like everybody filing for their taxes and getting a check back and i'd be like Woo, like i got my money from the government like and that's when they would go like nice dinners or go buy makeup and do all this shit so when i filed for taxes the first time me tocó pagar and i was like why am i gonna pay i was like everyone's getting their fucking check where's my check yeah i was ready to i literally was ready to be like everyone let's go out to dinner let's go buy some shit like it's on me like that's what i was ready for so that's when me cayó el pinche 20 and i was like oh shit i was like well i don't know anything like my parents my dad also didn't know what the the process was to fire taxes and pay and like all this just i don't even want to get into that conversation you guys because taxes itself is a whole another fucking story but that's when i got the reality check of like i have to learn how to manage my money i have to learn what i'm doing with my money like just so much stuff and it was hard at first like figuring out how to manage all that and be like what do i do and like not how not to like spend my money on stupid shit and i think that's like, a scary part when you're making money because it's so easy to like en cuanto te llega ya tener un plan que vas yes. a hacer con ese dinero because me too like i feel like at the beginning of my career me llegaban cheques grandes mm -hmm. or like even cheques chiquitos y en cuanto me llegaban yo ya sabía en qué mm -hmm. me los iba a gastar you know what i mean and exactly 
exactly como te pasó a ti, güey, me pasó a mí. Uh, yeah. Like, I remember the first time I paid taxes. Mm -hmm. I was like, I went también igual porque dije, yo crecí también with my parents. I'm a yeah. March baby. Uh -huh. So, usually, um, growing up, It's around the time of tax season. Yes. So a mí siempre me iba bien. Yeah. Con mis regalos, ah, mis papás. Ay, yes. Siempre me compraban yes. lo que yo quería porque era tax season. Uh -huh. So yo me acuerdo la primera vez that I filed my taxes. Yo también estaba esperando mi yes. cheque. Yo dije, no mames, me voy a comprar esto, me voy a comprar esto yeah. otro. When they told me que debía en taxis más de lo que yo tenía en mi cuenta bancaria, güey. Yes, I was like... Yes. Ah. Así quedé yo. I was okay, like... Ok, llévense mi dinero. Ah. Yes. It's crazy no, because like mucha gente piensa, like, especially I feel like with social media, I feel like you mm -hmm. make a lot of money, pero también si no lo sabes gastar, si mm -hmm. no lo sabes utilizar, uh -huh. if you don't know how to save, if you don't know how to save on the side for your taxes, yes. especially because with YouTube, it's not like your checks, you guys, where you, you know, ganas 500 dólares, automatically te sacan tus taxes. Oh, sí. No, tú mm -hmm. solo tienes que sacar lo que tú piensas que te van mm -hmm. a cobrar a ti. And obviamente there's a lot of ways you can do it now where yeah. you're paying ahead of time mm -hmm. but at the beginning when we were doing it like yeah. uno no sabía no mm -hmm. teníamos amigos que nos dijeran hey yes. así se hacen los taxis mm -hmm. for influencers so it's a crazy yes, thing because it was like you were for free for, y tus papás menos <laughs> yeah. como iban a saber ellos you know uh -huh. what I mean it's exactly what you just said like even when I went to go file my taxes and they were like okay so I can get trabaja so like I would tell them they're like the fuck is that like they didn't know how to file taxes for people who were like creating content online at the time and then I remember even the guy from the taxes thought I was doing like some shit like with my like how to get that money because especially I was hella young too so they were just like ¿Y este dinero? so it was a whole conversation in itself and I was like freaking out but like you said I remember when I had to pay for my taxes it was I owed more than what I had in my yeah. bank account and I I was like freaking out I was like well, I don't want to do this anymore like that was another reason why I was like well I don't want to make money si me van a estar quitando el dinero and then I have to pay more and like I just felt like I was gonna get worse and worse and worse but that I, by this point obviously I already had such a good relationship with my dad so my dad was just like no like you know I see I see la vida. La, la vida he's like sigue haciendo tu dinero like the reason the government's charging you money is because you're making that money which means you can pay that money it just has to be with you managing your money and it just became this whole thing but Yeah, I got a fucking reality check. And it's crazy because, like, when you get those reality checks, mm -hmm. en verdad sientes como de que, wey, mejor pa' que trabajo, mm -hmm. pa' que hago videos. Because yes. I had that moment too yeah. in my life where I was like, wey, me estás diciendo que tengo que pagar lo que cuesta un pinche carro en cash. Yes. Like. In taxes. In taxes. Para decirle bye. And like, you're like, wey, no miras ese dinero, but yeah. it's crazy. Lo bueno que ya, obviamente, YouTube, ya tienes tú tus, you know, taxes bien, yes. bien, y ya aprendiste yes. eso. Lo bueno que lo aprendiste es early, early. Imagínate yeah. later on. Ay, no, amigas. Ok, ya después de hablar un poquito del pasado, yo quiero hablar del presente. Mm -hmm. You lived a very public relationship mm -hmm. and an even more public breakup. Mm -hmm. ¿Cómo fue todo eso para ti? How were you able to heal from it both publicly and privately? Yeah, like you said, I had a very public relationship and... I feel like just in general, I was very public about everything that I was doing with my life at the time. And I just wanted to be full on transparent with sharing my life online and like showing the pretty moments and like the sad moments and everything like that. And as much as I enjoyed living like a public relationship, because one thing I will say is like I never like faked the way I was in my relationship. Like I feel like everything that I posted 
was very genuine. Like, yeah. it was never like, oh, a ver, hay que tomarnos esta foto, blah, blah, Like, it was just always like how I was feeling in the moment and how our relationship was going. And it was a really beautiful relationship. Like, I enjoyed it and it was part of my life. And obviously, I was living with this person at the time. So, it was my life. Yeah. But like you said, when it came to having a public breakup is where everything was just kind of like shaken up for me a little bit. And it was really hard because as many positive and beautiful things that can come from social media, there can also be very ugly, horrible things. And I feel like that was like one of the first times that I really was dealing with my emotions online. And it was very, very, very difficult. And it was hard for me just even to learn how to like manage my feelings and not to take it so like we'll just take it into social media and let it all out on there and i feel like that's where i fucked up is i let my emotions get the best of me and i I had a really public breakup and it was very hard because I wasn't able to run away from my emotions and um, expressing myself emotionally has always been really hard when it comes to like anger or sadness. So sometimes when I was dealing with anger or sadness in my real life, I would go onto social media and just go back to creating videos it was like an escape for me i was just like oh yeah like i'm leaving this shit i'm gonna go work or i'm gonna go do create some content or i'm gonna go just play with makeup so having a really public breakup me saco de onda because i was dealing with it everywhere i'd go like breakups are already so hard as it is and then having it be on social media and not only just be on social media but also be judged on social media i had no escape like i was just like damn like this is so hard like how do, how do i get my mind off things and like social media is also like a hobby for me so for some people are like bitch how's that your hobby but like i do enjoy creating content i do enjoy like putting videos up and having fun with it so having no escape for it it was really hard i just didn't know what to do I feel like i went into like a really dark place with myself because it was so much coming down at me at once it was just like um my breakup was pretty public and i will say that that was due to me because well not fully due to me but i did end up out of impulse like talking about it online like literally out of impulse i didn't even have time to think and i feel like that's where it became even bigger but also just dealing with it on myself my personal life it was really hard because i had to deal with living alone and oh the house just felt so lonely like i hated it like i never wanted to be home i also it was really hard for me to like look for anybody i didn't really have friends because i was my relationship was like basically my whole life and i didn't really have like friends to like hit up randomly or like oh just come to my house and we'll just chill and we don't have to do nothing crazy like it it was like a cry for help like i didn't know what to do and um i had like my little perrita with me at home but like that was about it like it just felt so weird like the house being so silent everything was just like i would only hear myself and my thoughts and then going on social media was like seeing like you said all the comments and everything and like i also didn't i never really was like angry about the comments i was 
bothered by seeing them so often, but I wasn't fully angry because I know I lived a very public relationship that obviously when I studied questions of like, what happened? Or like, where did they go? Or like, what's going on? Or like, how are you doing? So I could understand where that was coming from, but I was just so desperate to move on with my life. And I felt like I couldn't, I was stuck like everywhere I'd go. Like if I was home, I was sad because I was like, well, I'm lonely. If I go on social media, I'm reading the comments and I'm seeing what's going on. So it was just like being stuck. Mencionas un poquito that you felt like you posted that video out of like an impulse. Do you feel like now looking back, do you feel like that's a reason why I feel like maybe you're not as open with like what you're doing or who you're dating or what mm -hmm. you're doing in that aspect on your socials? Yeah, I it definitely switched my brain a little bit about what I want to be public about because it turned into like... um protecting my peace and sometimes a lot of people will try to like come at me by being like why are you being so private about your life like you chose this as like a job like be public but it's like it's not even just about like this is what i chose it's just like this is what i enjoy doing and i'm not going to sacrifice like my peace and how i'm feeling for the entertainment of like others you know like i share what i want to share and what i hope people enjoy and people will like and like laugh and like just have a good time when they're watching my stuff and if i do choose to share something now is because it's a nice moment that i want to share but it's not that i'm like fully closed off now it's just that i really take things for how they are in the moment and i'm enjoying it like i don't want to worry about like posting something or saying something like it's just I saw how pretty things could be on social media, also how ugly things could be. So it kind of just really made me like rethink the things that I want to like post or what I want to do. And it's been good. It's like, and a lot of my, my viewers understand, like I, I see it in the comments, I see it in the DMs and like, that's where it becomes like, cra uh, like crazy because with my viewers and like, my perras who watch me and keep up with my content they know what i'm doing they understand yeah. they know what's happening they're fully in the loop like i'm not stupid and they're not stupid like we all know what's happening but it's very much like they trust what i'm doing they they know i'm happier they know i'm doing good and with whatever i'm doing in my life right now and they respect that but then it's when the other people who just kind of come in to only judge where it gets really ugly and that's where i was like well these people don't even know me so why am i putting my life out there for them to judge when they already don't know me i like what you said about you're not gonna take away your peace for the entertainment of other mm -hmm. people because i feel like people forget that this is your real life mm -hmm. people forget that you know these chismes these dramas yeah. these good things that are happening to you these bad things that are mm -hmm. happening they forget that you're at the end of the day, going through all this shit, yeah. y ellos lo toman como, oh, entertainment, <laughs> yes. like, cheese, yeah. and it's sad because I feel like it's caused a lot of creators to kind of close down yeah. because saben que su vida al fin del día es su vida, yeah. and aside from the chismes, aside from the polémicas, aside from all that, lo que la gente le gusta juzgar, a lo que la gente le gusta thrive off of, mm. al fin del día nos quita mucho a nosotros, yeah. mentalmente, yeah. Emocionalmente. Quiero platicar un poquito, no de, you know, tu relación o de todo eso. Quiero platicar cómo lo hiciste tú, porque sé que va a haber mucha gente que nos mira, que nos está mirando ahorita, that mm. maybe you're going through a breakup. ¿Qué fueron cosas que a ti te sirvieron to heal? I had to learn to be alone. And I think that is one of the best things that I got out of my breakup is that I love being alone now. Like, I really do. And that was so hard for me, like... 
uh, I hated it before, like, especially right after, like, a public breakup or, like, just even a breakup in general. Like, it was so hard to go from living with somebody to living alone. But I think, yeah, that's, like, one of the biggest things that I learned. And I always feel like I try to tell, like, my friends or anyone who, like, asks me is just, like, to always like keep that side of you is like enjoying being alone because once you get once you are in your partner's relationship merges it becomes really hard to even leave a relationship or to think about your life without this person or even after a breakup like it's really hard to find yourself all over again but always having like that time for yourself or like that space between each other it's gonna just help you in general like with whether you're in a relationship right now or whether you're going through a breakup and if you are going through a breakup don't be afraid of alone time and don't be afraid to do things alone take yourself out to a restaurant we'll go walk your dog or that those were all things that i was super afraid of but things that helped me so much when it came to healing and instead of being so afraid of alone time and not wanting to be alone like i enjoy it and i love it so much now yeah. and it's it just it's kept me at peace i want to say i think especially is muy importante lo que dices que cuando una relación empieza o se junta or it becomes more serious i feel like a lot of people almost lose their sense of individuality yes, like where they them. make their relationship their whole thing mm -hmm. where they no longer have you know their own goals mm -hmm. their own hobbies or their and, friends or, or their own yeah. friends it becomes like oh no on and I feel like you've reached a point to where it's like el momento que estés listo para una relación mm -hmm. vas a saber que puedes estar solo yeah. in the moment that that relationship goes south you know mm -hmm. deep down that you know how to be alone y no yes. vas a tener el miedo de estarlo yeah like now what or like what am I gonna yeah. do and also just if, if you are going through a breakup like getting closer to your family and friends and being there knowing that they're there to because Another thing that I took like like a lot from that is like a relationship is like a intimate relationship is not your only source of love. You have love from your friends and your family or your pets and all those things help me because I used to think like my only source of love is through a relationship. Like that's the only way, but I created and also healed a lot of friendships and like relationships with like even my family that i'm getting fed love through all of these places and that's why it's important to keep good friendships and keep like just any of those people that you love like really close to you because i don't solely rely on the love of like uh, an intimate relationship or like somebody a significant other i get that love and i crave it from my circle in general and that's helped me heal so much quiero hablar un poquito uh -huh. de tus surgeries obviamente mucha gente mm. que te ha seguido por mucho tiempo saben yes. your surgeries que te mm. has hecho you've always been so open about them which one of all the surgeries you've gotten do you feel like was like the craziest one or like the most painful one to recover from definitely the one that like I even sit with now y like me pongo a pensar I'm like I can't believe I did that is like my BBL I just can't believe like because it is a really dangerous procedure yeah, yeah. and also when I did it like i didn't know like how dangerous it was so when like, i really sit down like i think about it now i'm just like that was scary and also just the recovery yeah. of it all and like how painful and then also just seeing your body after the surgery like all bruised up and like the pains and the fajas and all this shit like i was just i sit there sometimes and i'm like i can't believe like i did that especially like i got my surgery at a young age yeah. i was i think i was 21 yeah or i think i had just turned 21 i don't know but 
like thinking of like me going into like a full-on full body like procedure like that like it's it's scary to think about now like thinking about it now do you feel like you were greatly influenced by like social media to get it mm -hmm. done and now that you think back at it you're like fuck i wish i could have looked more into it mm -hmm. thought about it more so i definitely got my bbl because i wanted to do it i i do think though that the resources and the information about it was more accessible to me once i became like like closer friends with other people who had, had the surgery but i remember like for the longest time like i knew i wanted to get my butt done even before i knew bbl was a thing like i wanted i thought fucking implants was the only thing because i bitch growing up i had no fucking nalgas like i literally looked like this wall right ah, here you look like alan ah! Like Imagine like, I just point you at you. Ah, you look like him. You're like example A. Ah. Dude, no, but like I always knew I wanted yeah. like a bigger butt. And I used to think that the only way of doing that was like through implants and shit. So once I found out like a BBL was a thing, I was like, well, might as well just do that. So uh not so much that I, I just I sometimes do wish I would have waited till I was a little bit older. I think that's the one thought that like constantly kind of goes through my head because I did it when I was 21 and I already knew about the procedure. I don't know how dangerous it was, but I did know like kind of what to expect. But the reason I wish that I would have waited is that my I, would, I, I wish I would have given my body a little more time to continue to change because at 21 we're still yeah. so young but in that moment you don't feel like you're still yeah. hella young like i felt like 21 like you so adulto like my body's like completely changed the way that it's going to but it's it hasn't like i'm still very young and i think because i did it at a young age i'm having to deal with the way my body is changing now and i think one of the things that like i noticed the most was like um i started gaining a lot of weight And I think that's also comes with like me just growing my, but is it called metabolism? Yeah, metabolism. Metabolism. Yeah. My metabolism isn't as fast as it was when I was like younger, when I was really skinny. And I was, I always just wonder what it would have looked like if I waited till I was a little bit older and I let my body kind of settle in. But I don't regret it. Like I'm, I love my body. I love that I did my body. I love having a fucking big bumpy. But since I do wonder, like I wonder what would happen if I just waited a little longer. Mucha gente cuando hablamos de surgery, even myself, you know, I got my gastric sleeve. A lot of people mm. think that once you get this surgery or once you get this ass, these tits or whatever mm. you're doing, sienten que automatically all your insecurities or all, mm. you know, your body dysmorphia goes away. Do you mm. feel like after getting those surgeries, do you feel like all that was eliminated or is that still something that even till this day you struggle with well when i got my butt done uh, i feel like growing up and stuff it wasn't like an insecurity or anything it, it wasn't until more that i started getting into like doing social media and stuff and taking big pictures that i really was like oh like me falta poquito something back there like filling my jeans a little bit more and again it wasn't something that like it was an insecurity I just knew I wanted it. Yeah. So I didn't go into surgery being like, oh, I'm insecure about my butt. Let me get like a bigger butt. It's just something that I wanted and I did. But I do feel like over time, I, I did kind of develop like body dysmorphia yeah. because sometimes I don't know what like my body looks like. And I, I remember sometimes even like after surgery, I would constantly be like, asking whether my butt looked big too big in certain things that i wear or too small in certain things that i wear just always asking like what i look like or like me not knowing what i look like and then like have like having an image of what i thought i looked like but then i'd see myself and i was like oh my god like that's what i look like and just it as much as i love my surgery at times there are times where it's made me 
just not fully understand what I look like and what my body looks like, it, just, it has thrown me off. And I feel like bit. it's all mind games. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I feel like our mind is literally, I like to say, if you don't know how to control like your mind or mm-hmm. your thoughts, I feel like our mind can be our biggest enemy. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because even till this day, you guys, I have not been this thin since high school. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like even there's days like maybe the past two, three months mm-hmm. where I've been feeling fat. And then you see a picture that yeah. someone took of you or mm-hmm. something and you're like, oh shit, I'm not as big as I feel. Mm-hmm. Or, oh shit, I look hella skinny. Like, yeah. I look too skinny. Yeah, like, yeah. there's days like that for me where, like, my mind just likes to fucking play games. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I'm very big on now after surgery, and I feel like me too, like a lot of people mm-hmm. siempre me preguntan, and I've always talked about wanting to get a BBL. You know, mm-hmm. I've always have been like, oh, maybe like in un futuro, but I feel like now after getting this weight loss surgery I feel like one of the things I always say is that I want to wait que ahorita siento yo que ahorita estoy en un momento donde no me quiero hacer algo mm-hmm. sin que mi mente esté clara, Good. sin que mm-hmm. me sienta yo, sin que me sienta como me miro. Yes. You know what I mean? Because yes. sometimes even if you look the best or if you, you know, mm-hmm. have the best body, a veces mm-hmm. your body dysmorphia can fuck with you and yeah. it can make you and take you to a dark place that you're like, bitch, I thought after having this surgery mm-hmm. that was going to be gone. Yeah, and I feel like that's a, such a huge thing that I hear of a lot and I've experienced myself because especially getting a surgery you l- I love how instant it is. Yeah. Like, you're just like, ay, rapidito, whatever I wanted to do, like, ya está hecho. So it's like that instant, is it gratification? Is that the right word? It's like the, the instant... Transition or... You just get, like, happiness right away because it was so quick, almost, like, overnight. You're just like, oh, shit, like, I wanted it, I got it, whatever. But I do feel like that's where those thoughts come in, where we're sometimes unhappy with it because it just happened so quick that our mind wasn't able to, like... Or your body wasn't able to like catch up. Yeah. Like think about it. We're going through these really life changing surgeries. Mm-hmm. That yes. te están quitando de acá y poniendo uh-huh. de acá. A mí me cortaron todo el estómago yeah. to the point where it's like one time, one day you go to sleep, they put you under. You wake up hours later and you're a completely different yes. person. Yeah. I feel like it takes a long time for your body to catch mm-hmm. up to your mind, and yeah. I feel like that's where a lot of the body dysmorphia comes from. Mm-hmm. And I always say when it comes to surgery, like I'm sure you. You can advocate for that too like really make sure that one it's what you want yes you really do your research because mm-hmm. i feel like especially with social media i feel like there's not like i feel like now there is a lot i feel like after like that whole bbl yeah you know era when everybody was getting their bbls there was a lot of information out put out there mm-hmm. like by influencers like hey this is how it really is like yeah you really fucking go through it before mm-hmm. you look like a bad bitch but oh, yeah. when you got it there wasn't a lot of information especially as like a guy getting like a bbl like i've had so many guys come up to me now who had similar thoughts as me who always wanted to get their bodies done but they didn't know where to get that information as a guy getting a bbl procedure because when i when i was getting my bbl i kid you not i was scrolling on youtube for so long to find one other person with a video and i kid you not i found no other guy talking about a bbl i had seen doctors post pictures about guys who got bbls but nobody had not another male had posted a video on youtube talking about what that was because my experience getting my surgery was so different from a girl's experience even just how the way my body recovered the way my 
my body changed like everything was just so different that yeah i did post a video like trying to be as informative as possible about it but i agree 100 with what you said about making sure it is what you want to do and trying to just to get as much information and ask as many questions as you want to your surgeon your doctor whatever it may be no question is a stupid question because it's gonna help you just figure out what it is that you want and it's a lot and i agree that if you're getting a surgery done for like an insecurity, I don't think it's going to necessarily get rid of that insecurity. It could help you, but don't fully rely on like the surgery or the procedure is going to get rid of all those problems that you're thinking of in your mind. I think it has to be something where you like heal within yourself or like just wait till you're like in a good place to do those yes. because it's going to help you long term because it's definitely not like life changing and it's gonna get rid of all those problems that you have it really is like that yes una cosa amigas ustedes están viendo este video you look amazing thank you which that doesn't take away from the fact you know pero obviamente tú como dices you've gone through a lot mm -hmm. you know you've with these surgeries with the healing it's a lot of trauma to the body to the mind yeah. that just when you guys are out there like getting or thinking about getting your surgery just make sure that you know that there's so much more that goes on and not just because a ti te fue bien o a mí me fue bien mm -hmm. es lo que les va a pasar a ustedes yeah. porque pasa muchas veces donde todos dicen oh pues le fue bien a fulano de tal mm -hmm. pero es que no vieron lo que fulano de tal went through yeah. in reality or no vieron que pasó esto pasó esto mm -hmm. otro so I feel like surgery is like one of those things where I feel like social media like made it seem like it was nothing at one point yeah. but then uh -huh. when you really go through it it's like bitch like you mm -hmm. said like maybe you're like oh like yeah I want it like I knew that there, there yeah. could be difficulties but when you really went through it you're like wait I no pensé like... que iba a ser así did you have like a smooth recovery or was it kind of like hard um, más o menos. I think I'm just also very like a desesperado person. Yeah. So like having to have so much downtime and wearing the faja for so long, and, like not being able to sit down and like can't lay on your back and like all this shit. Like I was just super. I really thought it was gonna be like I got the surgery. All right, let's go. Like in a in a month, I'll be good. But like so having to wear all that shit and like having to recover from all the bruising and like not being able to move and like. But I see that like even now, like when I sit for too long, my butt starts hurting. Are you like right now? I know, I'm like so rapid. Oh, at. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. It does? Yeah, like, I feel like... I don't know. I don't think that'll ever go away. It doesn't hurt. Like, oh my God, it fucking hurt. But like, it almost just feels like sore. And I just don't know if that'll ever go away. But yeah, I think it's really important to just like really look into it. Cause like, obviously, like even with like a BBL, I know you're getting like a fat transfer from like one area to the other. But I also never really thought about like what it would look like after gaining weight. Yeah. And once you like, or maybe I'm just stupid, but like you're literally taking fat from some part of your body and putting it there so when you gain weight your butt gains weight yeah. and i don't mean like oh cute it looks like all nice like no you're gonna gain weight like you would normally in any other part of your body but it's being directed to that area so like even just like when i started gaining weight again and after like my surgery and seeing that like it did throw me off and i was just like oh my god and when people just, comment oh. on that yes how did oh that gosh, make so you much. feel so bad like that was a whole other thing that i like went through it so obviously gaining weight in general wasn't easy for me and then people commenting on it was not making it any easier and then having a procedure where i got fat transferred to my butt and now my well my butt's already big but like now being even bigger because i was gaining weight it was just oh it was so bad and not only was i dealing with the comments and everything online with people calling it out and it was annoying because like 
I would post a random video of me dancing or me cooking and people being like, oh my God, you gained weight. Or like, oh my God, I can see in your face that yeah. you gained weight. And I was like, what does that have anything to do with the video? Like, like I'm literally dancing. Yeah, ah. I was like, it literally has nothing to do with the video. So seeing those comments was really annoying. And then also just like, again, like my body changing, like not fitting into the same pants and like having to buy different pants and like, like regretting my surgery because I was like, oh, well, if I wouldn't have gotten like a tr- fat transfer, like my butt wouldn't be this big. But it's, it was just... A crazy load of things but again I feel like that's why I kind of wish I would have waited till I was a little older to let my body like unravel itself and then kind of see what I'm working with before I full-on went to it but yeah I think I just had to again ignore what people were saying online and again do what I wanted to do for myself and be happy for yourself yeah, yeah. there were a few times that I addressed people talking about like me gaining weight but then I kind of just gave up on it because I was just like well one why am I explaining this to them I was like two like it is what it is and three like it happened but like just because you're calling me out on it doesn't mean i'm gonna fix it for you yeah so yeah i was just kind of again doing things that at my own pace and what I wanted to and do. And that's great that you have that mentality because I feel like, especially after being on social media for so long, mm-hmm. like we can get so stuck on the comments, but it's great that you're in a place where you're like, you know what? Esta gente que me está comentando esto, mm-hmm. like they're going to go on with their life and yeah, yeah, they called me this, pero ellos no van a pensar lo que they're te not. llamaron. They're going to go on with their life pensando que no hicieron mm-hmm. nada. So tú por qué lo vas a tomar muy en serio? Uh-huh. Si tú te sientes bien o si en ese tiempo no te sentías bien, yeah. tú vas a cambiarlo por ti, no por Exactly. You know, ya para yes. terminar esta plática acabas de comprar casa congratulations yes, tienes you. todo un pinche podcast también con tu <laughs> yes. hermana Pretty Not Smart que si ustedes no han ido a verlo vayan a verlo amigas thank está you. bien divertido este podcast obviamente sigues creciendo y siguen pasándote muchas cosas mm-hmm. uh, en tu vida ¿en dónde te miras tú en los próximos cinco años? I mean I've been on this journey of just like being happier with who I am as a person and finding myself and finding like new creative outlets and just I don't know. I feel like I my body is craving change and I'm I'm allowing that and I'm really excited for it. So I feel like in the next five years, it's always hard trying to predict where I'm gonna be because I remember five years ago, yeah, I think like five years ago now I filmed another video where somebody asked me like where I see myself five years and I was like, I don't know. And I almost feel the same way right now. And I know some people are gonna be like, bitch, that's the fucking whack ass answer. But I am so open to seeing where life takes me and where I go and what changes come that like, I get excited to just let it go and unravel. Like I kind of just wanna allow it to go and I feel like that's a good way to do it because a veces cuando planeas mucho tu futuro sí. or like you're like me miro aquí me miro aquí yeah. y no pasa como como lo tienes en mente mm-hmm. a veces you get discouraged and sometimes it's okay to be that leaf que te lleva el viento mm-hmm. a ver en donde te yes. lleva pa que caminos <laughs> pa donde lugares but I just want to say thank you so much thank for you. you know coming back again on the podcast disfrute mucho esta plática siento que yo y la gente allá en casita te pudieron conocer un poquito mm-hmm. más de tu historia and I'm just so happy that you were able to make the time to come y platicar conmigo yes thank you guys so much for having me and for allowing me to open up a little bit because I feel like I don't open up a lot but thanks to Alan for providing me a space to just feel comfortable and we had to do a little part two since little last time because I can't believe <laughs> you asked me again so what changed in this five years <laughs> I was like I didn't go anywhere <laughs> no but amigas espero que les haya gustado este 
les haya gustado muchísimo este episodio. If you guys haven't already, make sure you guys go ahead and follow Louis and all his social medias, which I'll leave down below as well as on the screen. Y también no se les olvide to follow me on all my social media so you guys won't miss any future episodes. And with that being said, thank you guys so much for watching and thank you so much for being here. Thank and you. we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye, Bye guys. You did good. <laughs>